Hey, welcome to our podcast, Live Him Out, where our goal is to educate and motivate people how to live him out in their daily lives. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about the danger of blame culture. So welcome to Live Him Out. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our podcast today. We are going to be talking about the danger of blame culture today. And boy, so much has changed in the culture recently. Uh, It seems like it's moving at a more rapid pace away from uh, Christian heritage we've had for so many, 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 many years uh, in America and even around the world. There's a shift that's happening. There's a change in the way of thinking. And part of that is is now developing in into this idea of blame culture. Now, there's some other terms that have been used to describe that uh, mm-hmm. a victim mentality mm-hmm. uh, or blame thinking. So, uh, some of that though, I think, has come from this idea that uh, truth has been all of a sudden is or is being rewritten yeah. in the culture. It Absolutely. feels like um, people no longer think in terms of fixed truth. There's no binary black and white anymore. Mm-hmm. There's no objective, immovable standard for what is truth. Instead, truth has become very subjective. Flexible, all that. Yes, all the standards are changing. There's no fixed right and wrong. There's Mm -hmm. no one thing that you can look at on the wall that says, okay, this is what's right, this is what's wrong. Instead, every person now is able to choose and determine, well, this is right for me. This is true for me. So based on the individual's feelings, uh, urges, hurts, pains, experience, they then choose what is true. Exactly. All that shapes their truth in a sense, you know, how they perceive the world, how they think people should treat them, how they should treat others. Yeah. And whatever they're feeling is the truth. Yeah. And and I guess another layer that I've seen lately is this, there's just this general consensus is, um, well, then you do you, mm-hmm. I do me. Mm-hmm. I'll try not to get into your space. You don't get into my space. Yeah. The most dangerous thing or most offensive thing to do today is suggest that there is a fixed truth. Yeah, or that someone's doing something wrong. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's that same idea, but it's that, yeah. hey, you're not abiding by this law. Yeah. And you might think, oh, well, that's just all philosophical. I don't know what bearing that has on culture. Well, it has a lot. <laughs> yeah, it has a lot exactly. of implications that are yeah. really dangerous. Uh, and and one of them is the idea of what we're talking about today. Because if truth is subjective, there is no standard that determines what is right and wrong. There mm-hmm. are no uh, commandments, 10 commandments yep. given exactly. that are objective truth. Then I get to choose what is right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I become the establishment of truth. Yeah, I, I am then right. Yeah, at you're all the times. judge. You're the you <laughs> see everything, and you know yeah. you, you there, get the final say. Yeah, there there are no objective truths, so and there's no truth maker. I am the truth maker. Yeah, my experience, my my uh-huh. wants, my thoughts, mm-hmm. my feelings, they are true. Well, now this has a lot of implications as well because then I get to choose what I want to do and whatever choice I make is right, exactly. is, is the truth because no one can tell me that it's not. It's yeah. my, my truth. Now, just follow that out one more, one more step then. If I experience loss, pain, or even failure, mm-hmm. it is not my fault because I am right. I am truth. Yeah. Therefore, if something happens to me 
if I go through a loss or hurt yeah. or problem and it's not my fault, it has to be your fault. Yep, exactly. It yeah. has to be someone else's. Instant finger pointing game. Yes, I am. Uh, I did what I did because of what you did. Yeah. <clears throat> I am the uh, oppressed. Yep. Uh, you are the oppressor. Yep. Uh, I am the victim. Yep. And it's your fault that I got my feelings hurt. It's your fault yeah. that I uh, did what I did. It's your fault yeah. I feel this way. Yeah. Because I am right. Yeah. I am truth. <clears throat> it's like, therefore, you need to sacrifice to me. You need to atone yes. for your sin against me. Yes. All of that stuff. You are literally putting your position, yourself in the position of God and this, this judge, <clears throat> this ruler, all this yeah. stuff. Because you were offended. Yeah. And and not even really a good God. <laughs> yeah. No, not at all. It's just appetites led God, basically. It is. An, 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 an angry God, mm-hmm. a self Yep. inwardly focused God, yep. not a sacrificial God. No. I am the God who has determined what is right. I am the God who does what I want. I am mm-hmm. the God who said, you've offended me yeah. and I'm not going to do anything about it except demand that you make it right to me. Yeah. You now owe me. Yeah. Whew. Crazy. Just give me the heebie-jeebies <laughs> just thinking about it. <clears throat> but It's instantly the most slippery slope because it's also so tempting to go down, you know, because- you're like you're telling me I get to I get to make the rules and make people sacrifice to me. Yeah. Count me in. Right. That's that is the culture today. <clears throat> yeah, that's why this is far more than just philosophical conversation. Exactly. This is not exactly. just some heady Bible talk, philosophical, no. yeah. uh, removed from yeah. realities of life discussion. Yeah. No, this is very very real. Yeah, it's not even like some what <clears throat> if, but this is like this is what's going on. This yeah. is what's happening. This yeah. is why you see families relationships. Cities, countries, all that yep. stuff falling apart. That's correct. So uh, then the culture then becomes uh, enamored with this idea of blame. Yeah. It becomes the salve to their sore, mm-hmm. really. It becomes yeah. a way to somehow, they think, heal yeah. the hurt. Because the hurt's yeah. real. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody has loss, pain, tragedy, yeah. failure. But in the, in the culture that removes God, in the culture mm-hmm. that removes right and wrong, you become the God and you become the executor yep. as well. And that's how you cope. That's how you cope with your hurts is by yeah. saying, it's your fault. It's not my responsibility. It's your responsibility to fix this situation. Right. So in the blame culture, then uh, you don't take ownership for your actions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's exactly. someone else's mm-hmm. fault. Um, you don't take responsibility for your thoughts, mm-hmm. your, uh, your feelings, they are the result of oppression from other people. Yeah. They are the result of someone else's attack on you. Mm-hmm. I don't have to control my urges or appetites. Uh, they're not. <clears throat> they're not. They're not wrong. They're yeah. right. Every one of them is right yeah. because I feel them. Yeah, and, and I am the result of what has been done to me. Therefore, I am just in whatever I feel. I'm. Yeah. I'm the victim of your. Uh, your words, your actions, mm-hmm. I'm the oppressed. And so whatever I feel in response to that is right. Yeah, The victim mm-hmm. becomes the God in, in that moment. And so the answer, the resolve is in, or an attempts to be in blaming others. That's the outlet. Yeah. That's the yeah. attempt. Yeah, And boy, it just, uh, it has so many implications then about how we relate socially, yeah. about how we relate to one another in a, in a culture. Mm-hmm. And what it even does to, to an individual, if you would, if you adopt a blame culture mentality, 
it does some things to you. It's, it introduces a negative view of life. Yes. It, it, it fixes a perspective that life is against me. Yeah. People are against me. Yeah. Well, that just changes some things all of a sudden. Absolutely. It changes the way you see family. Yep. It changes the way you see yep. friends. It changes the way you see the person yep. uh, on the street, wherever you go, <clears throat> how you see the people yep. online. Exactly. You're skeptical auto- instantly about everything. You're like, it's true. they're out to get me. I can't trust them. That's like, like you're saying, everyone, mm-hmm. everyone is like, <clears throat> you're the center of the universe. It's, it's honestly just very selfish thinking. It is. And, and it, it puts my guard up. It yeah. makes me... Uh, ultra sensitive yeah. to everything that's said. Yeah. Whatever is yes. a, a look that you give me, uh-huh. a thing that's said to me, an action that you take. <clears throat> yeah. If I'm if I'm the victim, if I'm the oppressed, and if I'm I'm the one who's always right, then you're the one who's always wrong. Yeah. And you're you're ten steps down in your head of of assuming what they're Boy, saying. That's I mean, true. We, we've talked about assuming <clears throat> motives on here before yeah. and yeah. how that's just like the most dangerous thing. And that's what the victim mentality is like the king of. It's true. Queen of. <clears throat> and then uh, you live thinking, <clears throat> excuse me, that everyone owes you. Yeah. You, you've been oppressed, hurt, violated. So now everybody owes you something. It's the whole sacrifice thing. Go ahead and make your sacrifices to me and yep. then I might forgive you if it's good enough. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, therefore, Again, that leaves you with some unresolved hurts and pains yeah. in your life, because uh, though you might want everyone to bow down to you and yeah. you know repent of all their sins to you yeah. and sacrifice to you, that generally doesn't happen in exactly. life that way. Exactly. And so uh, everybody, everybody then has a, a deficit account with you. Yeah. They, they owe you. Yeah. And exactly. You're offended and you're angry and yeah. you're, you're tense. Yeah. You like walk into a room and you're instantly like accruing debt from everyone. You're like, well, you owe me, you owe me, you owe me, you owe me, you owe me. And yep. Yep. again, just very self-centered yeah. mentality. And then that introduces then very quick anger Yeah, because you live at this, uh, if everyone owes you, then you're going to be tense most of the time. You're going to exactly. be upset exactly because you're, you're, you're owed. Mm-hmm. So that it makes you angry. You, you lash out. And sadly, though, Many people think it's the way to live. That it often leaves them powerless to change. True. There's really no. It's true. There's no strength or power to to better yourself, yeah. to improve, mm-hmm. to change, because yeah. you're in this deficit. Yeah. Thinking. And, and you've made yourself the standard. You've made yourself the. Hey, this is this is where it's at. Everyone needs to come up to here. And everyone's just oppressing me. Yeah. And so. If I'm right, why would I need to change? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So sure. um, the other thing that this does is it attracts other people like you to you. Mm-hmm. And so you find people of like spirit, like heart, like mind all together, mm-hmm. which you think, oh, good. They've got a friend group. But a friend group of a lot of offended people usually ends up a group of very offended people yeah, because they'll eventually offend one another yeah, and be frustrated with one another yeah. or they, or they power together exactly. and become a you know, mob, <laughs> an exponential group <laughs> yeah. of pain and, and, and anger. And they'll and, go find people and then instantly <clears throat> be like, all right, y'all owe us, y'all owe us now. And it's then true. it's just snowballs. It's true. And then they're out to hurt other people yeah. out of their pain. They want to hurt and see yeah. other people suffer so mm-hmm. it leaves you in a dark place it's yeah. sad um 
you can see how the enemy, Satan, would want to bring someone down this path. Exactly. Because it, it leads them to the very place that he is, mm-hmm. uh, a place of resentment and anger yep. and wanting to poison and feeling uh, mistreated, feeling like I didn't get my just due. And therefore, he, he's, the, he's the king and the creator uh, of the yeah. blame culture. Um, but he would never present himself as that. No. Uh-uh. So, um, again, you might think of these as, as, um, as this is all philosophical talk, talk, but the Bible the Bible has a lot to say about it, actually. Yeah. And there are some interesting examples mm-hmm. in Scripture of people who bought into blame culture thinking. And, and one of those happened in the very, very early pages of Scripture. Uh, God creates uh, the world, the universe. He creates all yeah. things. He creates man and woman and puts them in the garden and he gives them all things to freely enjoy. He gives them one commandment to Mm -hmm. not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and uh, says that in the day you eat of it, you will surely die because you were not meant to be God. I am God. I have provided and blessed you to live uh, in all that I've created and I want you to enjoy it, but it is important we keep this relationship. Absolutely, I'm the creator. You're the created. I'm the mm-hmm. God. You're the you're the you're the one I made have in made. Image. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, the serpent comes along, um, and he whispers a lie to them, and and says, "Has God really said? And will you surely die?" And 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 Eve uh, buys the deception. Adam commits the blatant sin, and he eats the fruit. And what happens next is the beginning implications of, of blame culture. Yeah, absolutely. Because Adam and Eve, in that moment, they asserted themselves as the ones who were judge and God. Mm-hmm. They said, I know God has said, but I really think, you know, I think this would be good for food. I think this would be wise for me. I think this is good for me. Yeah. So they they lowered the standard. Yeah. And they made themselves the standard, and they chose, and they ate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and anytime you go down that path, you're headed toward death. That's yeah. what had God had said. So yeah. they eat the fruit, um, and and right away they become painfully aware of all of their weaknesses and insecurities. Yeah, and they run and they hide, and they uh, they attempt to sew fig leaves together to make coverings for themselves. So um, in that moment, they, they're filled with guilt, anxiety, uh, tension, fear, and they run and they hide. And it says that God comes seeking them. Yeah. He walks in the garden, which they apparently was a, a common practice for them, and they are not there. They are hiding. And God calls out to them, and they, in that moment, are triggered. They are upset by the fact that he shows up. Here comes the standard of truth. Here comes God. And they uh, hide away. Now, yeah. they come out. Um, but what starts then is a conversation. And the go-to for Adam and Eve both is blame. Yeah, She blames him. Mm-hmm. He uh, Or he blames her. And she blames yeah. the serpent. And you get this blame culture right away. There's no one wants to own up. Yeah, what they did. Not at all. And and it causes darkness and it causes pain. And this is the beginning of the blame culture. And you can read stories throughout the scripture how this this continues when man chooses to not own his sin, not own yeah. his own responsibility. 
So you walk forward in Scripture, you have another occasion where uh, David, uh, the David of David and Goliath, the David mm-hmm. of King David, uh, he has a moment where he commits horrible sin. Um, he's king. He should be out at battle. He's not. He sees Bathsheba uh, bathing. He sins for her, commits immorality, adultery with her. And then to cover his sin, he has her husband uh, killed. Yeah. And in this moment, it should have been the moment where David owned up to what mm-hmm. he did. But there's a period of time that he denies it, he hides it, and he inwardly blames other things for his reasoning. Now, we don't get all the exact points of what that is, but uh, the Psalm 32, David writes, and he said, man, when I I was silent, when I kept it all within, when I basically blamed the situation, the circumstances, blamed God, blamed others, blamed everything, and tried to keep it to myself, he said, my bones grew old. That was his wording. Mm. I ached. I aged inwardly and outwardly. I, I, I groaned all day long. I was miserable. Yeah. He said it was like there was a heavy hand upon me, and it was God's hand. He said, no, I lost all my strength. I didn't mm. have any vitality, passion, drive anymore. And that's what happens when you when you hide, when you deny, when you when you point at others and you, you yeah. refuse to accept responsibility, um, then that's what happens inwardly. Yeah. Um, so David goes on, Psalm 51, he gets to this point where he finally acknowledges, he says, I, I'm the one who's committed a sin here. Yeah. Um, against you, God, and you only have I sinned and done this evil. And this becomes the moment that changes him. This is what moves him forward. And he says, you, you are the right judge. You, you are just and right when you yeah. speak. So that, that's what's sad today is that people get to this place where they, they are God, Mm-hmm. God is not God, yeah. and they set themselves up and and they blame other people exactly for, for yeah. where they are in their life and what's happening. Yeah. And I would say a big thing about like <laughs> there at the end, Psalm fifty one, where he's talking about you know it's me who has sinned. Mm. It's him owning his responsibility yeah. of of the sin that he committed and the and the consequence that, that took mm-hmm. place. And at the same time, it's him genuinely repenting, saying, "Look, I know this was my fault." but I know that you are where salvation is found. So I am turning from my ways and I'm taking a step of faith knowing that you will forgive my sins. Mm -hmm. That's true. Um, And really this is the only way uh, out of blame culture. Yeah. Yeah. We've kind of covered the sad news about it, Mm -hmm. but here's the good news. Yeah, this is the good stuff. (laughs) Um, Blame culture, victim mentality, or blame thinking is... A learned behavior. Yeah. It is a response. It's a choice. And uh, we choose to think that way. We choose to let our heart feel that way. Yeah. So if it is a choice, then that choice can also be not uh, chosen. Not chosen. <laughs> yeah. You can you can change your response. Exactly. You don't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, this is deeper than the emotions. This is deeper than the mind. This is more than just a thinking pattern. This is really a heart issue. So for there to be a change, there can only be result and change 
in the one who can change a heart. Yeah. Amen. And that is uh, God himself. So um, therapists can help. Counselors can help. Mm-hmm. But if they are not giving spiritual counsel, uh, counsel that's rooted in Scripture and, and based in the person of Jesus Christ, there cannot be long-term change. There yeah. can be some temporary change. But uh, the Bible offers us hope for this. And it doesn't have to always be this way. And the Bible recognizes, Jesus recognizes that this kind of thinking often starts when there's been a hurt. Someone doesn't just pick up blame culture or victim mentality uh, just casually in their day. Yeah. It usually happens in the, in the garden of a, of a pain. Yeah. A loss. Absolutely. Someone is hurt. Yeah. Someone is rejected. Mm-hmm. Someone in their home mm-hmm. experiences some type of very painful Pain rejection. Or tragedy or anything. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there was an injustice mm-hmm. that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's maybe it's not in the home. Maybe it's in in their social group that they've yeah. been a part of. Yeah. Could even be in church. It can be in church, and that's uh, it's just the most tragic. Yeah. But it can happen. It can happen yeah. online. It can happen in school. It can happen mm-hmm. at work. It can happen in friend group, whatever mm-hmm. social setting you're in. And when that happens and there's no one there to help give good truth counsel, yeah, the enemy is there to whisper. Instantly. Very, yep. very instantly. Here's how you deal with this. You should blame. It's their yeah. fault. It's not yeah. yours. And and. You should make them pay. And he whispers all that because the moment you buy into that Mm -hmm. is the moment you choose to move away from God. Yeah. The moment you choose to lift yourself up. Exactly. Yeah. So, and really it's, it's like, it's this idea that others owe you, others mm -hmm. owe you like constantly racking up debt of other people to yourself. You know, it's not just like, it's true because it's, it's good to want to see injustice, you know, like, like yes. actually there be justice, you know, yes. that's, that's a right thing. Yes. But it's whenever you start saying you owe me, yes, you're whatever, you know, you need to sacrifice all of your stuff for me, you right. know, not just because it is like I was saying, like, it's good to see there be justice. And, exactly. And, you know, whenever there are hurts or tragedies or anything like that and pain, those need to be dealt with. Yep. But whenever you're blaming others for the sake of me. Yeah. You know, I want the payment to come to me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And I was thinking that, again, whether you, if you choose to believe the Bible or not, mm-hmm. uh, you'd have to recognize two different approaches to life. Yeah. Uh, one that says everybody owes me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make them pay. Yeah. Another that says, uh, I don't deserve good. Yeah. I've been given good, and yeah. I'm grateful. And my goal now is to give good to others. Yeah, exactly. Those are two to be very the servant. Yeah. Exactly. And you have to recognize those as being yep. different. And one leads to very painful results. Yeah. And one leads to yeah. very good results. Exactly. One leads inwardly, one leads outwardly. Basically. Yeah. And, and what those are, those two examples are really what produced Satan. Yeah. The That's Bible true. says he was Lucifer. He had a place of privilege and responsibility yeah. and, and honor in heaven until the day that he looked at God and believed that he deserved better that lucifer deserved something more yeah and so he became envious jealous he asserted his own version of what is right 
uh, in his own mind, and that made him have a blame thinking. He blamed mm-hmm. God for not being as good to him as he should have been. Mm-hmm. And that is what led to his downfall. Yeah, And that's what keeps him as the enemy. And this is what characterizes him. This exactly. is how you know his voice. Exactly. Because he still operates with that voice. Yeah. On the other hand, here's Jesus who, uh, yeah. who deserves all honor, yes. deserves all praise, deserves yeah. all worship, Absolutely. comes to earth, uh, lives among us, lives yeah. among men, and is falsely accused, yeah. mistreated, yep. uh, faces injustice yeah. when he had done no wrong, mm-hmm. and in the face of all of it, he is silent. Yeah, and he yeah, exactly. He doesn't say anything. Yep. He doesn't demand uh, people to bow down to him no. when he could. Yeah, and all the while in his ministry here on earth, he's serving other people constantly. Yeah. He's giving and giving and giving. Yeah. He's not saying... I gave that, well, you know, you owe me. Just just letting you know, I'll yeah. wash your feet, but it also means you need to or have to. Right. And if you don't, then, well, you know. Yep. Like, yeah, he wasn't uh, He wasn't demanding yeah. uh, to be served. He came to serve. Exactly. So those two approaches, again, if you believe the Bible, mm-hmm. you see those clearly. Exactly. If you don't believe the Bible, you have to see those two yeah, options clearly. Absolutely. And what they produce in mm-hmm. people. But we do believe the Bible. We do believe that Jesus lived and died, rose again, and that the very spirit of Christ yeah. uh, came to give us life exactly. so that we could have life and have it more abundant, he mm-hmm. said, and that Jesus is very moved by those who have been hurt. So if you have been in a situation or know those who have been in situations that have been hurtful, there's been tragedy or loss or injustice, um, Jesus speaks into those in yeah. the very... The very opening words of Jesus as he begins his public ministry, mm-hmm. he, he says, uh, the spirit of, 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 the, of the Lord himself is, is in me and on me. Yeah. He said, he's, he's called me mm-hmm. to bring good news. Yeah. And he says, he sent me to heal those who have broken hearts, those who have had injustice and loss and pain and he says, I've come to bring liberty to the captives, those who are held by painful thinking patterns, those who are held by uh, injustices that they want to see righted, and they're, they're filled with such animosity, and they're, they're covered over, and they're mm-hmm. held in these chains. He says, I've come to free them from that. Yeah. I've come to give sight to those who are blind, and they can't yeah. see where God is in the midst of their life. And mm-hmm. I've come to, to set at liberty those who are oppressed so I've come to set them free from the yeah. oppression of, of feeling that life is against them. Yep. And yep. this is what Jesus came for. So we believe there is hope and healing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might be saying, okay, I know people like this in my life. Yeah. Uh, I see them. I hear them. What do I do? I'm a believer and I, I want to help them. What do I do? Here are a few things that um, we would we would say today to help someone in that situation. Yeah. And I guess I'd say first of all is um, they didn't get there overnight. Yeah, It's exactly. a very, very painful situation. I think uh, Trent and I were talking earlier and you used the word stronghold. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think that really probably best describes this. It's, yeah. a, it's a strong grip, a yeah. hold on their heart. Yeah. It's, it's a life pattern, it's a life cycle, it's a mentality, it's a spirit, all of that stuff combined into um, the daily 
routine of life, you yeah. know, that, that it's not, you didn't get there in a day and you're not going to leave it in one day. Yeah. And depending upon how long yeah. this has gone on. Yeah. I don't know whenever, maybe there, maybe you can identify where a time of hurt happened in their life. Maybe you don't, but you know, the thinking pattern has gone mm-hmm. on and forever. How long that has gone on is how strong that stronghold most yeah. often is. Yeah. So I, I'd say the first thing you have to do is to pray for them. Yeah. It's not the last thing. This is the first thing because yeah. it is a spiritual matter. Yeah. It's something that has gripped their heart. Exactly. Yeah. And the only way it can be changed is by God working. Yep. By yeah. God moving. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say you're not gonna logically convince someone to no. not have a victim mentality. You're no. not going to um, lay out here's ten reasons why this is not a good idea, and then yep. say, "Oh, okay, fine, I'll change that." <laughs> you know, it's not. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it has to be through earnest prayer and just absolute. I would say brokenheartedness for them as well, yeah, and and. Right. and it's yeah. a spiritual issue. You're right. You're, yeah. you're not going to debate them into change. No. You're not going to logic no. them into change. You're not going to give them new information that all of a sudden makes them say, oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll change. This mm-hmm. is a spiritual matter. Yeah. Um, and it has to start there. So we, we've been given weapons in, in mm-hmm. our arsenal yeah. uh, and weaponry to um, to pray and bring down strongholds, to cast down imaginations. Yeah. So. I'd say start there yep. and it, it'll be more than one, one time prayer. Exactly. It'll be more than one day. Yep. It'll be long. Yeah. It'll be it's, it's not difficult. one night time. You're laying on your pillow, 10 second prayer kind no. of going to sleep at the same time, but earnest, genuine prayer yeah. for this. Yeah. And, and fasting yeah. and being intentional. Yeah. And, and even, you know, maybe keeping a prayer diary and journal and yeah. praying scriptures over them. Yeah. Long before they even know it. Yeah, yeah. I would I would also say it would not be best to go up and be like, hey, by the way, I'm going to start praying for you <laughs> that you this know. would happen. Because yeah. um, I think it starts inwardly in your heart and a prayer towards God and, yeah. and not some like guilting, manipulative, let right. me, anyways. Yeah, not that there couldn't come yeah. a time. No, because where... I think that's further in our progression of where yeah, we go. But... Exactly. So I think- once, once you've established that pattern in your heart, yeah, you know, praying and, yeah. and getting God's heart for yeah. them, even. And I would say one more thing is not holding a grudge against them for this victim mentality that they're in, but learning through your prayers of how to forgive them and not hold their mentality and the, the yeah. effects that they have against them. You know, because that That's will true. shape the way that you have conversations <laughs> with them. It will shape the way that. You see them interact with other people, but you have to come to a place in your mentality of prayer for them and forgiveness for them as well so that they see what yeah. the gospel is. Yeah, that's true. That's so good. Because there'll, there'll be a day, hopefully, that yeah. God will open the door for conversations to happen. Yes. And and again, they can't be argument, debate, no. guilting, manipulative, mm-hmm. condescending yep. conversations. Yeah. They have to be honest at that point, yeah. honest conversations mm-hmm. that come from your heart. And I'd, I'd say this is where um, you use stories from your own life of where you've experienced hurt or injustice. Yep. Because that they're using their experiences of pain and injustice yeah. to justify what they're doing. Yeah, It's just their lens for life. Everything is, is seen through a long list of stuff. Yep. 
And everybody has been through hurt and injustice mm-hmm. and loss in your life. But those become the moments that develop your your Jesus story. Yeah. Exactly. Where I meet you. Exactly. And so your your greatest uh, potential hope and help for them in this moment will be in helping them see how did Jesus meet you in your pain? Yeah. This is not the time to no. give them ten reasons. Yeah. Or to uh, say, here's how Jesus will, or here's you, this is yeah, you, you. You ought to. Yeah. Uh, I think a very personal story from yourself. Yep. Of, here's what I went through. Yeah. And and here's where here's where Jesus met me in yeah. it. Exactly. And then, as difficult as it might be, just close your mouth yes. at that point. Just yeah. stop. <laughs> yeah. And, and leave just, it. And let the spirit work. Because it's, it's, you're yes. planting seeds. You, you have to let this be a long-term, long game. Like, yep. I'm tossing this out here. And it may not even hit their mind for two years, yep. you know, or, right. or a month or whatever it is, yep. you know. This this can only be changed by God, and yeah. you, not you. Yeah. So you're using your story exactly. of what God has done in yeah. you to be yeah. the seed that yeah. you plant. Yeah. So you are the vessel. Yeah. You use your story of injustice and hurt, and and how Jesus met you in it. Yeah. How, how you responded, and then to the degree that you're able to even share here. Here's what I had to recognize that I had done in it. Here yeah. was here was my part. Owning the responsibility. Because yeah. again, like we talked about, the victim mentality, the blame culture mm-hmm. is all about shifting the responsibility of what mm-hmm. I don't have to do something. They need to do something for me. Yep. Yep. And so as you begin to say, Here, here's what I had to recognize, what I had a part in this, mm-hmm. or I had to recognize that that God alone was going to be my source of strength in this. I had to lean on him. And he, and he became that for me. When yeah. I didn't have a father who could love me, he became my father. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, when I became mistreated, mm-hmm. he was the one who treated me so yeah. tenderly and kindly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and you don't, like, there may have been times where, like, for the example of if you didn't have a father, mm-hmm. the person could have walked through life blaming other people for not having a father, basically, you know, yeah. and, and letting that hurt speak through them and just being able to vocalize Here's how God was my father, you yeah, know, and right. man, that is just powerful. It is. And you let God speak then to them in exactly. that moment. Exactly. It's tempting to want to be the spokesperson in that yeah. moment, but he, he has to be the one at that point who speaks down into their heart. Mm-hmm. And our silence is often the best uh, volume Yes. <laughs> yes. at that point. And then, and then I'd say, which, by the way, this list is not long of things to do. Mm-hmm. Again, pray. Um, Share your as, story. As, as Truett said, yeah. uh, don't hold a grudge against them. Mm-hmm. Use your story. Uh, tell them how Jesus met you. And then be patient and wait. It's the hardest part. It is. And then go back to step one, start praying again. Exactly. Yeah, you, <laughs> Keep you, you wait and you pray. Yeah. And those who wait on the Lord, he will renew your strength yeah. to... Yeah. Keep waiting yeah, on the Lord. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> to keep believing, keep praying, keep trusting, and, and mm-hmm. keep being sensitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be available in conversations and pray. Keep praying. Yeah. Tear down strongholds yeah. in prayer yeah. and wait for the moment that yeah. that change begins to erupt. Exactly. And what's that? I know I'm putting you on the spot, but the Sorry. passage in Galatians 6 talks about uh, if we don't let up, 
God will continue. Like God will bring forth the fruit basically, right? It's like- Yeah, we're to continue to sow and not lose it. heart. Yeah. And, and he will be the one who, yeah. who brings forth the fruit and uh-huh. basically in its season. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. um, and it goes- Another it, passage. It, like the, the point is the like- that you don't give up on this, yeah. that you continue on, that yeah. you keep going. You, you will, you will uh, reap what you sow. Yeah, and that doesn't have to just be a negative thing. It's no, a positive thing exactly. as well. It's it's you, a good thing. If yeah. you're if you're praying, you're planting. You're yes. you're you're sowing, but mm-hmm. you and you will reap from that. There yes. will be benefits exactly. that come from that. And so yes, exactly, totally. Yeah. Well, uh, this is no light matter. Mm-mm. This is this is people we know in our lives. This yeah. is this is us from time to time if we're not yep. careful. Yep. Uh, and this is a culture that we live in today. Yes. We must understand that and we must gird ourselves, yeah. gird up our loins. We must uh-huh. put on our spiritual armor to protect ourselves from yeah. it. But we must also be aggressive to set captives free exactly. with a message of hope. Exactly. Uh, this must be the church's message yeah. in our day. And, and that's what I'm saying also in this is that like if we can get this right here, all these steps in our personal lives, mm-hmm. that translates to the next person and yep. into a family and into your city, into your culture. Yep. Yep. And that's how you see revival start is in the own, the, your self life, you yep. know, like in your personal life into the next person. Not like, oh, let's have revival starting with the next person because yep. no one, everyone's going to point at the next person. No one's right. going to, you know, take up the responsibility. So that's what, like, that's my encouragement is to, yeah. to do this personally first as well. Yeah. Well, uh, we all know people who are, are in positions like this and mm-hmm. it's imperative that we uh, are moved with compassion for them, mm-hmm. even though it's tempting want to be frustrated at them. Yeah. Uh, but to recognize that there is, there is someone holding them captive and we can, we can have victory over that, that voice and we can pray for them. So yeah. I hope this has been helpful today. It's very, it's very real, relevant discussion. That's our goal here yeah. uh, in our podcast and our church, in Vertical Church as well. So yeah. uh, if this message is helpful to you, I encourage you to like and subscribe to our podcast and, and Vertical Church. And uh, it's, our, it's our desire that we lift him up, but we live him out yes. in this culture, in yes. this day, that we understand what's happening around us. Let's be very clear about uh, what's happening in the culture, the mentality, the deception that the enemy has, and let us speak truth into it. Truth that shines the light into the darkness, but also truth that shines a a way out of the darkness. Yes. And that's been our our goal today. So uh, blessings to you. Uh, Our prayer is that you will discover more effectively how to lift him up and live him out. Thanks a lot.